Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Jason. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the show Lock and Key. Today we're covering the eighth episode of season one called Ray of Fucking Sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to get me one of those mugs. <laughs> is it do you think the show is strange enough for strange indeed? I do. Yeah. Yeah, do you not? Okay. I think it's great. It's I feel like well, you guys have covered quite a lot of different shows. Mm-hmm. Um they're not all edgy. No. But I think you like the edgy ones the best. I I do and like edgy. I like dark. I guess Tested. yeah, if you any show where you stick a key in your chin and change sex, I guess that's kind of edgy. <laughs> yeah. But, I, uh, but it's a little Harry Potter, a little sometimes. I mean, I love this. I love the show and I love this episode. Yeah. Well, and of course, when we had decided to cover uh, the show, it, we were basing it off the comics, you know, not, yeah. not knowing how it was going to vary. I mean, you can always kind of assume like they're, going to kind of want to mix things up a little bit and make things a little bit different. But I don't know that I, when I don't think it's a bad thing, I don't mean it as like a um, mark against it or anything. Cause I still think there's a lot of good to this show, but it's not as dark as the comics. And we've talked mm-hmm. about that before. It had definitely has a darker tone to it. It has a little bit more of a, um, a horror element to it. Um, whereas the show doesn't quite go to the same places. Um, but I still feel like, yeah, if, if there's, a type of key that can like, yeah, like you said, stick it under your chin and change your identity and your gender. And then there's a key you can stick in the back of your head and literally open your mind, you know, and mm-hmm. explore your mind. That's, that's strange enough for us. That's yeah. I mean, checks the boxes. there's some other places you could stick keys that would be stranger, but those are pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll find those in the season two. <laughs> <coughs> Yeah, who, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Anything goes on the show. Yeah. No, yeah. but I mean, there's, sh- you know, not to ramble around too much, but I mean, there's shows that I like and I'm like, oh, cool, that's on. I'm, I'm going to watch it. Um, and then there's other shows that I'm just like, oh, yes, I'm finally out. I get to watch it. Or with this show, since, you know, I can't watch the next one until I podcast, I'm just going to go immediately and watch it. So th- this is one of those shows that I, I just, it has a special place where I just want to see the next one. So that's, that's a pretty good sign. Yeah. I think it would be the same if we weren't podcasting on it. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure it would. You think so? I don't know. Kind of strange for you not to be able to, um, I mean, except for the shows that you have to wait week by week, like Walking Dead or like you're doing yeah. Westworld now where you have to wait week by week. Better so Call Saul. Yeah. And Better Call Saul. Um, not being able to, to, you know, watch it whenever you want. It's a different experience for you. So Sort of. Yeah. I mean, I wish it was just weekly so we wouldn't have to feel like we were holding off be interesting to see if netflix decides to to do that they've kind of talked about having some shows release on a a weekly schedule instead of releasing them all at once yeah they did with uh british baking show but that's just because they were happening every week right (laughs) yeah and then um to like not and then wait we couldn't watch it until Britain did or something I don't remember because it aired in the UK I mean, or something yeah I mean they put a bunch of ones that had already aired 
on Netflix after they aired in the UK, but with the most recent season, they were putting them out at the same time as in, in as in the UK. So I presume, I don't know, maybe it had all been filmed before, but still they just, yeah, they didn't want to like, they wanted to put them out at the same time as in the UK and they couldn't just put them all out and spoil spoil it for everybody in the UK, I guess. Yeah, but you could get, because I think it aired in the UK before it, we saw it. Um, oh, like so, a day before or something? Yeah, I guess because of the timing, because I remember getting mm. spoiled a couple times on Twitter. Like I was just, yeah. you know, and I didn't, I wasn't looking for any spoilers. I don't like being spoiled even on the Great British <laughs> Bake Off. No, yeah, you don't want to know <laughs> so, who got kicked I mean, off. Yeah, I don't want to know how someone did or somebody like had an epic fail or something. So I would just be right. minding my business and then there, somebody would tweet about, oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> believe so and so. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Um, so I think it, I think it aired in the UK just before, um, like the day before, or the like, yeah. just hours before. But anyway, we're obsessed you, with that show. People are gonna be like, yeah. Jesus, people, just do a well, podcast on it. Already. Even though that show's not edgy <laughs> at all, it it would totally fit on Strange Indeed mm. because it would be really strange. It, it would be really to strange cover to cover it. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we should. People are I probably know. just like, just do it already. You guys, talk I know. About it, like, pretty much every time I'm talking about that, you guys. <laughs> It's April. It's April Fool's Day. It but is, we're it totally is. serious about this. We're totally serious about it. Yeah, we don't joke about um, Great British Bake Off. We are very intense and serious about that show. <clears throat> yeah, it is April Fools, but I think it got kind of got canceled, kind of with everything going on. So I don't know. I Have know. You, you pulled any pranks on anyone today? Well, no, but um, I on the recent, most recent Walking Dead cast, Lucy and I got into a pretty long uh, debate, like spirited debate about something. And spirited, uh, I asked the <laughs> listeners to write in and say whose side they were on, and everybody's on Lucy's side. And so I put up on the Walking Dead cast page, "You guys are all writing in saying you're on Lucy's side." I get it, April Fools, haha. <laughs> but they really are it's it really hurts too every time somebody writes in and says they're on lucy's side i get a pain in my heart hmm. well lucy's pretty awesome um so i don't know i haven't yeah, heard drive, yet drive that knife in deeper well <laughs> no I'm you're good too awesome. there's plenty of times i don't she know i've went awesome. over the years between listening to you and karen it's definitely kind of been like nope i'm definitely on karen's side this week she's she's totally right and other times like nope jason you, you made all the good points you're totally right it's definitely been pretty even um so i i've, I've rooted for you plenty of times as well but i haven't Thanks. heard i haven't heard um, this week, so you'll have to kind of fill me in later, um, and mm. then I'll let you know whose side I'm on. You're going to be on Lucy's side. I mean, why why ruin a perfect streak? <laughs> you know, I'm all about going against the grain, though. So I might, you know, I'm. I don't always go um, the way right. people we'll think see. I'm going to, but we'll see. We'll talk about <laughs> that later. Um, so, what did you think about this? We talked a little bit already um, about this episode. What, what did you? What are your general thoughts? I thought it was great. I, um, for one thing, people are not being assholes and idiots this week. They're actually yes. being pretty decent. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, it had a lot of heart and it had some more fun magic and, um, some revelations and some, uh, mystery progression, you know, plot progression and, mm -hmm. but there's still some great mysteries left. So I, I just thought it had all the ingredients for a great episode of Lock and Key. <laughs> I 
I agree with that. It was it things really started to kind of come together. I feel like this was a fairly um, cohesive episode. I feel, um, and yeah, there there was no major assholery. Well, there was some assholery, but from it's the people you from expect the bad guys. it. It's the people you yeah. expect it to be from, which made it okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, well that's good. Um, we're on the same page about that at least. So, um, do you want to start us off with your number five? Sure. So I'll talk about Nina and she, I, I think the actress Darby Stanchfield is mm-hmm. doing a really good job acting drunk without overdoing it. Yep. Like she comes in and says pretty normal things, but just more, ex- at least at first, but just more exuberantly. And the kids are like, that was weird. Right. And it just feels mm-hmm. right because it's just like the vibe is off. She's putting out a weird vibe mm-hmm. and it gets weirder. Like when their friends come over and she's just getting kind of deep with them, people come into our lives exactly when they should and stuff like that. But the funny thing about it, she's just being more emotionally direct and it's weird to them. Like uh, she says to Tyler, what you did to Sam, you had to, you saved our whole family. And she says to Gabe, Kinsey's friend, I'm thrilled you guys are forming relationships and don't be strangers, okay? Then she says, this is as close as we'll get to attending our own funerals. And when I'm hearing her say all that stuff, it's it's uh, totally the kind of awkward things that I say a lot. And so it's kind of embarrassing <laughs> really? to see it depicted as drunken rambling. <laughs> wow, what do you mean? <laughs> it's like, you know... Uh, she says this is as close as we'll get to our to attending our own funerals and you know i don't know if this is exactly where she's going with that but i i think about how um you know we should say the things to each other that we would say about each other at our funerals because we can be alive to hear it you know mm-hmm. but but people would be like shut up (laughs) so anyway but it's subtle like she's a little extra breathy in her speech but not too much and she's a little extra smiley and happy and when she's vacuuming her hair is falling down over her face and then i thought tyler smelled alcohol in her breath but it was spearmint and later we see that's mouthwash to cover the smell so i thought that was it wasn't just so obvious as to be alcohol but that she covered it Mm -hmm. that was cool She's hiding her booze in the in the bathroom sink. And then and Tyler says, Kinsey, you know the cycle. First she gets all happy, carefree. Then she'll get weird and emotional for a while. And after that, she'll just shut down, won't get out of her bed. And that's pretty much what we saw over the episode. She was happy. Then she got weird with the friends and everything. And then at the end, she when she failed at resurrecting Rendell, she got frustrated and threw his urn on the ground and smashed it and then she was all despondent in bed and saying mm. it was her fault that Sam came after them and everything and yeah uh, so she followed that progression so I don't know what's next after that because I've seen way worse drunks than her and I you know I mean if you're an alcoholic then you want to stay sober all the time but if she wasn't an alcoholic I'd be like uh, hey you, you you have a few drinks after what just happened you know yeah no kidding yeah. And then and then I guess I'll throw this into that dude uh Daniel, Detective Daniel. Yes. comes over and I'm like, "Gee, suddenly you care a lot." Like he wouldn't even listen to her before. And I thought that was weird. Like I don't think it came off the way they intended, but it seemed like he was hitting on her. Hmm. He's like, "You got I... my number if you ever need anything police related or otherwise." I guess he's just trying to be helpful, right? I 
I wonder, though, going down that same route, though, um, because of the way that he did act after Joe died and it, it felt like he wasn't quite taking her seriously. And um, yeah. I, I feel like this was almost like his way of apologizing. Like, you know, I realize I didn't give you that attention or didn't really listen to you. Just thought I would check in on you, you know, and not in a police policeman capacity you know because he was probably already there after what happened with sam you know along with the other cops yeah you know but what happened that was that would change i mean i understand you're saying because sam because they went through this ordeal but that at least as far as he knows and we don't even know either isn't related to what happened with the dean so it's not like he would suddenly think he was wrong to not listen to her uh, about that I, I think he was just trying to, you know, try to be there in a way for her because he maybe felt like he wasn't there for her when he should have been when yeah, he was, I guess. when she was talking about Joe. I don't know that it's really related, but just like, you know, I, I probably could have done a better job of listening to you. Maybe I should have, you know, listened to you and heard you out instead of like brushing you off. So now he wants he to didn't kind of say anything about that no yeah, it just it felt like a different person to me like all of a sudden like the whole point of him before was i minimize and i don't listen and then here it's like i'm super caring and totally open and available and yeah i guess you're right maybe he just felt bad or something yeah well and i'm trying to go back in memory uh from the other episodes so right now was it just Ellie that knew that she was an alcoholic and had a drinking problem, or did that come out with this cop somehow too? I don't know that that ever came out, but I don't think so. But when he realized, it looked like anyway that he realized she was sipping alcohol out of her ray of fucking sunshine mug. Yeah, and it was a tense moment, and it felt like it was filled with judgment <laughs> to me. Oh well, it, I just I was trying to think. Well, maybe that would be why he felt the need to kind of check up on her. Is that maybe he would be afraid that she would slide back down into alcoholism or something? But I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe it's that didn't come out. Um, yeah, I don't remember that coming out. I only yeah. remember her telling uh, Ellie. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was <laughs> just kind of weird. weird. Yeah. But that's it. That's all I had for her. Well, I like that. And my, my number five is actually, um, I'm not a regular mom, I'm a cool mom. And that's the um, effects that the alcohol has had on Nina. And that has made her more open to um, seeing the magical things around her. And I feel like that was kind of an interesting take that the writers decided to go down to show like sobriety is somehow keeping someone closed off from either remembering or being able to recall um, mm -hmm. those things. Cause it's been very well established that adults just don't seem to remember. Um, yeah. any so magic. if you want a little magic in your life, grab some whiskey. Yes. Uh, or yeah. Um, a beer, whatever <laughs> you got. Or vodka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it, that was interesting. I, it kind of makes sense, I, I guess, that adults don't remember magic, but if they just loosen up a little or if they're drinking, maybe it, they might be more open to it. Yeah, it, I, I thought that was an interesting way that they decided to kind of, um, you know, take that route that it somehow, you know, being sober closed her off to you know, remembering anything that happened and pretty quickly too. like the minute she came out of that mirror um, in the first episode with the mirror key, 
And that terrible experience, you know, she instantly is like, you know, what? And then we've seen that with Duncan, too. Um, so it's just interesting to see how their, their take on that and how now she's kind of not only as she as it's happening, like when she places the mug in the cabinet um, and she's able to, you know, like what's happening here. It's almost like it's magic. And she's talking to Kinsey about it. And um, not only is she able to like experience it and remember it, but she's also now remembering the experience with the mirror key and um, what happened with Sam and the the head key and stuff. And just so I thought that was kind of interesting. Um how they decided to, to kind of do that. Um, and then, the yeah, show. first she sees evil Nina beckering, beckoning to her in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm pretty sure that was just a memory since the mirror key isn't there. Right. But then, uh, she remembers the mirror key experience, which is freaky. So she drops her mug and shatters it. And then, yeah, stashes it in that cabinet, which was a luck, lucky <laughs> yeah. thing to happen. And then, yeah, and then she was all emotional about it being fixed. Like, I put it in there and then it was it was fixed. And she, she's worried that Kinsey's going to think she's insane. But no, but you can tell Kinsey's, even though that was the first time she saw this new key work at work or even knew about it, she's more surprised that Nina's in, aware and engaging with the magic. Yeah. And uh, and Nina's saying, does that have something to do with Sam, those things he was talking about? Because she knows it was he said stuff about keys. So yeah, I think it's, it's, it was really interesting. And it was interesting to me that at first Kinsey's like, um, Oh, you know, mom can be like part of the same team for real. She was saying that with Tyler. Cause she, she's remembering all this stuff. Like she was happy that she would have her as an ally, but in the end she's telling her, you know, we really want you to stay sober. We need you. So it's like a catch 22. You can't have sober mom and, magic aware mom and Kinsey would rather have her be sober, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Super cool. Well, I, I mean, and you covered a lot of my points too, but that was one thing that I wanted to kind of mention, um, which is mm-hmm. that connection between um, her being inebriated and remembering and being able to, to um, articulate, you know, some of those magical things that are happening. So do you want to go ahead with your number four? Yeah, let's talk about the keys and magic in this episode. That was one thing about now we we learn more. Not only do we get new keys, but we learn more rules. And now I guess another rule is if you're drunk, then even if you're an adult, (laughs) you'll remember. Or at least that's how it works with Nina. Um, But the big new key, or at least that we learned about, was this mending key. Is that what we'll call it? Yeah. With the... little doctor symbol as the handle so you put something broken in this cabinet close it open it it's fixed if we saw her fix her mug kinsey's stuffed whale sarah is that that its name yep that got ripped open last week a torn book i just love when they have a new key and they figure it out and it's really fun and i'm trying to think what I would do with it. Like it would be awesome if you could stick an iPad in there because yeah, I've, um, I've got some electronics some iPads yeah. and old laptops. I could, I'd love to pop in there and see what would happen. <laughs> Bodie's got this iPad he's been using for, you know, coronavirus sheltering in place and the, 
cord is really finicky. It has to be wiggled in there at just the right angle for it to charge. And if it's not, it won't get juice. And then you hear him scream ah! and you know that the charge has <laughs> run out and he, he won't. He always, you know, just is really rough with it. So that's probably why it's broken in the first place. Anyway, I would totally stick that in there. Shoot, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so then she puts the Rendell's ashes in there, and that reminded me of Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. Oh, yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Creepy. I want to play with you. Ha <laughs> <laughs> um, ha. So that didn't work out. And. That makes sense. It's just for fixing. It would be objects. really creepy if Rendell had crawled out of that cabinet. Yeah. I mean, geez. It's like, whoa, man. You wouldn't believe what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, another piece of magic is that Dodge used the head key on Aaron, and we see inside her head is the Matheson Academy overgrown with foliage, which kind of makes sense because she's sort of had arrested development ever since her high school. And even her memories are old VHS tapes, old fashioned technology. Um, But we know why now, because she was trapped inside her own head and that's why she's been paralyzed. And also that's why when dodge turned the key there was no second Aaron like there usually is because she's in there mm-hmm. and it was interesting to me that she, the second Aaron didn't age at all which i don't know if that's because she was in her own head or when you use the head key and another one of you pops up do they just never age i don't think that really matters but it was a question i had and uh then we find out that this omega key was in Rendell's head when he died and so then Tyler finds it mixed in with Rendell's ashes because it was in his head when he died and that made me wonder what if Aaron died while she was in the hospital would and then you smashed her urn would teenage Aaron pop out (laughs) I don't know I don't don't know Um, and then the last thing is just I don't know if they've called it the Omega key before, but Dodge did call it the Omega key this time and it opens the black door and now Tyler and Kinsey have it. So do you think that they should immediately go down to the sea cave and open the black door? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like it seems very ominous. I'd be a little worried. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Some magical door with a pulsating light behind it seems a little scary to me. I don't know if I'd be jumping ahead to, you know, oh, let's go see what it does. Because um, yeah. it, it would feel like, you know, they have the key and Dodge can't take the key from them. So if they, you know, if she was smart, all she'd do is just like, follow them and wait for them to use it and then do whatever it is that she's wanting to do, whatever this black door is or whatever its capability is, um, you know, and, and follow them and let them do it for her since she can't get the key from them. So I would be worried about, you know, that kind of a trap happening. I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. No, just keep it. Yeah. I mean, if it's important enough be that some... Rendell hides it in his head to never be found. I mean, that yeah. should tell you something. And there's got to be some kind of end game for like right now they have this thing that this evil character wants and seems like she's just going to keep harassing them until she gets it. So 
if they're not going to use it, which I agree, it's ominous and I don't think they should use it, then what are they going to do? It seems like they need to get rid of or hide or get rid of Dodge somehow. But I mean, we'll find out in the next couple of episodes what happens. Lock are back in the well house. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Take away all the keys. All the keys. Put them in someone else's head. that was good well my number four um talked about it a little bit already and that was just the the decision that the kids were talking about when they realized that their mom was drinking but then her drinking um clearly not a good thing if she's an alcoholic so she shouldn't be drinking but because she's drinking she's able to understand the the magic that's happening and she's remembering what's happened so that i feel like they um they kind of like that because it's like now they have an adult that can help them Mm -hmm. um, because they've been on their own they're just three kids you know that have been kind of dealing with all of this on their own and it's probably made them feel very isolated and very alone and they're just kids i know i kind of give them a hard time especially kinsey a lot but i and i have to keep reminding myself oh they're just kids um and they don't always know how to deal with well i don't know that i would know how to handle a situation like this and i'm a grown-ass adult so um surely that can't be any easier for kids so Mm -hmm. um but they have tried they have tried i mean yeah they tried to go to the adults first thing and it failed so they yes. were kind of left on their own right so i feel like yeah. this kind of opens them up like wow mom can kind of help us figure out what's going on here she we can talk to her about it yeah. and help figure out what's going on and what the mystery is and if we all work together we can kind of figure things out and um she'll she'll know what's going on Cause she was so confused i mean that confusion in the last episode or the episode where they, you know, with, with Sam um, and then Dodge coming in and murdering Sam, just everything that was going on. She just the whole time was like, what the hell is going on? You know? Um, so I'm sure it f- kind of felt kind of comforting that she was starting to understand and that they would be able to go to her. But at the same time, not a good idea that because she's an alcoholic is drinking again. Um, so I, you know, when they were trying to kind of figure out how to handle that and what to do, it was, you know, kind of a nice moment there at the end when Kinsey told her, you know, there at the end, like, I want you to stop drinking. Like, that was the right decision, you know, yeah. to do. So, yeah, it's more important to her that her mom be healthy and, and present, really. I mean, yeah, it's it, it is hard because she wants her mom to be an ally and, and the biggest problems they're having right now have to do with these keys and it's also tied into how their father died and they know that now um but yeah they would rather have her be sober and healthy and the, and she said we need you so to me that means that when she's drinking she's really not herself right yeah you could you could definitely tell that like you said earlier she was definitely spiraling and showing that same pattern yeah um mm-hmm. you know which was not good it wasn't like she stayed it bubbly. right yeah. it wasn't like she was going to stay in a good place she you know kind of plummets and goes into like an emotional black hole um and that's not good for any of them especially Bodie. he's the youngest one you know right um so that's yeah no good so i don't know just thought that was just kind of um interesting that the kids you know having to think about you know, how to deal with that and how they said, you know, either way we lose. Yep. Yep. Either way. Well, they gain, they, there's pros and cons to both, mm-hmm. but they had to weigh it out. Yeah. Yep. And so, yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah, I, we don't know yet if, 
Nina's going to stop drinking. But if she does, then will she forget all the magic? I think she will. Yeah, I think she will too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what if they, what if she breaks something and they fix it? What's she going to think about that? How'd you fix that? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, my turn. Yep, you're number three. I'll say family togetherness to kind of stay on the same theme. Um, Last time Tyler learned that Sam killing his father had nothing to do with him making that joke about, hey, why don't you kill my dad too or whatever. And he was so relieved and we wondered if that would have any impact on his behavior. And I think it totally did because he was very much very self-possessed and uh, he uh, capable and caring and everything. I mean, he gave a deep, sincere apology to Jackie, which was a nice moment there. And uh, Kinsey's beating herself up over how she acted with Sam the first time when he killed her father. And then last week when he attacked them and Tyler's consulting, consoling her, you protected Bodhi. And Mm -hmm. she's also feeling bad about what happened in the sea cave. And he's saying, you'll make it right with your friends. Just like that, that a a real, like when someone really has their shit together, they can just say one little line like that. And it totally makes you feel better. Yeah. Even though it's simple, you know, I liked that. I liked that little moment. He's like, you're going to, you're going to make it better with your friends. You know, it's okay. Snap out of it. Yeah. And he was right. Yeah. And, uh, and then he wanted to see the sea caves, which he didn't want to have anything to do with that before, but now he's just more available for stuff like that. And, uh, then when she says it's not a good idea because they almost drowned, he, she barely (laughs) can finish her sentence before he pulled out the tide schedule and I'm like, yes, thank you. Common sense. And I, (laughs) I like how they, I feel like this episode kind of tried to fix some of the other episodes problems like that particular thing in that episode mm-hmm. when she took them down there and it's like gosh someone please have some common sense and look to see what the tide schedule is you know and some of these right. at least a couple of these kids had to grow up there they have to kind of know and um so yeah i feel like and when she makes that when he shows it on his phone and she's like oh should have you know been with us the first time you know and i thought right. it, that was a nice little way to yeah well even she's saying you know i've been reckless and um I thought she's, she, she's addressing it directly. She said something about, I thought, you know, taking my fear out would make me feel better, but it's just making me make reckless decisions. Yes. So it was good to hear her sort of have some awareness around that. Yes. I, I like but the acknowledgement. Then, it made me feel so much better about everything. Yeah. 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 Like Tyler's improved. Kinsey's definitely improved. Mom's in bad shape, but even as drinking, she's still her focus is really on trying to make sure everyone is okay. I mean, she's pretty ineffective at it, but it's at least sweet that she's expressing that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but then Tyler trying to take care of her, he's, he wants to find the booze and throw it out. And even when she smashes Rendell's urn and the ashes scatter for, he just right away says, I'll take care of it. So just when, um, he gained some resources because of feeling relief over what Sam told him to, to be this rock for his family. Mom fell apart, but at least he's there. He's kind of like the pillar of the family right now. Yeah. But they're all, they're all trying to help. Like even um, a counterpoint is when he was a little bit short with Bodhi when Bodhi was just trying to help. And he goes, the best thing you can do to help is 
leave us alone or whatever. And then Tyler says, come on, I'll make you some chocolate chip pancakes. So it was just nice to see how they're all supportive of each other. And even, um, Kinsey, like at the end when she was consoling her mom, you know, yeah, saying it's not your fault and all that. Yeah. And I think this is a really good time. I mean, with their mom now kind of being the one that's falling apart, you know, now the kids are, you know, kind of becoming stronger, not only individually, but like together, they're becoming stronger so they can be there. I mean, Bodhi is kind of clueless because he, you know, they're wanting to protect him from their mom. He may not even know how, how she was because she said that she'd been sober for six years. And it sounds like they're not really giving ages here. I don't know if that's how old Bodhi's supposed to be or not. Um, but it's, you know, he wouldn't have a clue, you no. know, anything about his mom. He looks mom. like he's nine or 10 maybe. So yeah. So maybe he'd have some vague memories, but not much. Right. So, you know, it's the older kids are trying to protect him from that, but otherwise they're all kind of banding together and it's nice to see. It sounds like they're kind of, the timing is right for them to kind of come together and be strong so they can be strong for their mom and hopefully pull her out of, you know, mm-hmm. um, her illness. So, um, so yeah, it, it was nice to see how they were all kind of turning themselves around. Um, like you said, mm-hmm. the, the assholery kind of <laughs> attitudes were <laughs> changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would think, um, if Kinsey knows that maybe taking her fear out wasn't the right thing to do or that it was a mistake, then is she going to go looking for it? And where the hell is she going to look or what's she going to do? I don't know. Yeah, it's out really there just like wreaking havoc. Her fears is out there wreaking havoc in the woods. Don't walk in those woods. It's on the woods. front page of the newspaper. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, imagine that headline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like crazed version of Kinsey Locke murders 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's good. I like that. Do you have anything else to say on your number three? Nope. That's good. Um, Well, my number three um, is more about the revelations that we got this week, and we've kind of talked a little bit about them already, and that's, you know, we find out uh, that the well lady, or Dodge, um, I guess we can kind of start calling her that now, is, yeah, (laughs) not a well lady, it's a well man, um, or or both, I don't know, um, and I don't know what pronoun he, she prefers, I don't know, going down that whole road. But anyway, you know, I was, yeah, I was trying to wrestle with that too. And it, it, we know that all these seven friends were together and Lucas was one of the friends mm-hmm. and Lucas was Ellie's boyfriend. And uh, there's still a lot of mystery around that, but I feel like as far as we know, Lucas is the original form. So maybe unless you're specifically talking about something Lucas did when he was her you would say he I don't know though I don't know <laughs> I I know and I'm I, I I feel like there's probably more to come that maybe we're gonna find that out um, but mm. it was really interesting because you know we kind of we're kind of talking about like well where has she been you know all this time and then how she would just kind of pop up while Bodie was out walking the property and he's kind of out by the cemetery and she just like pops up you know, and it's like, how the hell is she just always kind of around? And of course, she does have the anywhere key where she can, you know, just kind yeah. of pop in and out. But um, she's actually 
sounds like been hanging around Matheson more often because she's been in Ellie's house disguised as a modern day looking Lucas using that identity key that we got a hint of when we saw Duncan's memories um, and it being used. Um, mm-hmm. So then I wonder, so that, that was a good question um, as well because Aaron at the hospital was pointing to, well, not really pointing, but the best she could anyway, pointing out that Lucas was Dodge. So again, was Lucas from their day when they were kids, was he really Lucas? Was he this Dodge right. person? Yeah. Um, you know, cause Aaron, yeah, Aaron seemed to know Dodge and that Dodge was Lucas. And we don't know if Aaron learned that, recently or if that was going on back then i mean i would say it's likely that it was going on back then because aaron has been out of commission but we saw dodge visit aaron so maybe aaron has learned something recently you know what i mean i mean probably not it was probably something going on back then but i I really don't know right and well ellie you know seemed to indicate that you know her and Lucas's relationship when they were in high school, they were, you know, they had a deep relationship and, um, you know, they meant a lot to each other, even though it was just a high school, like some people might claim it was just a high school romance. She claims it was more than that, but she doesn't seem very happy to have him around at all. Um, like she's, or at least she's wary of him and she's, she seems to have reasons to suspect he's a bad guy because when she learns about Sam attacking the lock, she asks if he has a hand in it. And then he gives her a snarky response. If anyone had a hand in what happened there, it was you, which doesn't really make sense. Mm hmm with what we know but um yeah and then she doesn't seem to comfortable with having Bodie near him when Bodie says he wants to go play model airplanes with Rufus she's like fuck okay yeah <laughs> and giving giving him dirty looks giving Lucas dirty looks when she sees him talking to Bodie so i mean i don't know if this means that she's like totally in love with him so she just you know is uh taking the bad with the good or if she's somehow trapped in this situation now or i mean we saw a few episodes ago she went to the well and was saying lucas so she was seeking him out and i presume they connected somewhere in between then and now and he's been staying with her ever since so yeah well they said a few weeks in that time uh we know of at least a few weeks because rufus says well you know yeah you know you said that two weeks ago two weeks ago but i mean yeah bef- but when she had gone looking for him i don't think mm-hmm. th- she had been in touch with him before that so maybe right. and, and she seemed to want to find him so maybe uh in between that time she's realized that he's a bad guy and she didn't already know before that i mean it's there's a lot of questions. Right. And do you, do you think that she knows like Lucas, like the, the well lady's version of Lucas? Like, does she know that that's him or does she just know him as Lucas? Does she just think that, mm-hmm. you know, she only knows that one side of him or does she know that he's using, he, she is using the identity key um, and that she's actually the well lady or, you know, that, that Bodhi would, you know, talk about or something. Um, right. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, at first I was like, is that the key that she had, the identity key, and she gave it to Lucas to turn? But no, that didn't make sense because Lucas was already Dodge before that down in the well. So maybe Dodge had that key the whole time. But um, I, yeah, I don't know if Ellie knows 
we've only saw Lucas or we saw Dodge turn into Lucas. And I think that was at Ellie's house, but she wasn't around. Right. So he could be hiding it from her. The fact that it was at her house kind of out in the open makes me wonder mm-hmm. if he cares, but yeah, I don't think we know whether, uh, excuse me, whether she knows that or not. Yeah. I, I don't know that it was clear. It's possible, but I'm, I know that she didn't do that in front of anyone. Um, that mm-hmm. transformation from either Lucas to, to Dodge or vice versa. So I don't know if she knows the, the other version or that he's using that. I mean, she has to be aware. It seems like the, they all used the keys. So she has to know that it exists, but you know, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. And then it makes me wonder, has she used that key to look like anyone else? So now she's using it to look like Lucas or if maybe that she was always Lucas to begin with. I don't know, but has she used it to look right. like anyone else? Like, could she have um, that night um, that Joe died um, and we saw Ellie under the porch? Um, was that really Ellie? Right. Or could it have been yeah. Dodge disguised as her? Yeah, and even is maybe this whoever Dodge is isn't even Lucas. Like maybe whoever this is is just making themselves look like Lucas to mm-hmm. get under get in with Ellie mm-hmm. or something. Right. Oh my goodness. We it's better so find out the answers to all these. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I hope so. I'm it's kind of making my head start to hurt a little bit just talking <laughs> about it and thinking of all the different possibilities. I mean you would think that back in high school when they were boyfriend and girlfriend that he wasn't just a bad, evil person, you know? So, I, I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe he was and she liked bad boys or something. I don't know. But if not, then either he changed for some reason or else someone is posing as him. Right. <clears throat> Well, so that was one big reveal this week, and it was it was a, a doozy. But then, um, and we've already talked about the cabinet, some the uh, with the mending key and that cabinet that mm-hmm. Nina found in the basement. That that was we find out what that was anyway, and that that cabinet can mend things. It, it was satisfying because yeah, we had first she found the cabinet and no key, and then. Bodhi found the key, but it didn't seem to do anything. Mm-hmm. And so we're having to wait week by week for, for you and me anyway. And then we finally find out what it does. So it was really satisfying to have it doled out like that yeah. and then answered. Yeah, definitely. That's what I mean by this, how this story to me is more satisfying than lost because here's a mystery that was doled out little by little and then solved. And now we know what it is, you know, mm. it just feels good. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hope, you know, we've got just a few more episodes to go. So mm-hmm. still have some more to learn. But that was my number three. It was just some revel- um, some big reveals this week. So cool. Fun stuff. What's your number two? Let's see. Uh, the just some more stuff about plot progression and remaining mysteries. I liked the progression of Kinsey and Tyler, how they figured out that Lucas was Dodge. Mm. Uh, first, they're looking for Nina's alcohol to throw it out. And Kinsey finds a picture of Aaron Voss in her, in her mom's stuff with this post-it note that says Aaron Voss McClellan psychiatric hospital. Then later down in the sea caves carved into the rock next to the black door, the keepers of the keys. And it has all of their names. So that just brings to mind all seven of the friends and um, they're trying to figure out who uh, who Dodge would go to because they know that she's got the head key and is looking for the 
key to the black door and thinks that one of the friends has it. So they narrow it down to Aaron because, well, she says Ellie was no help and th- those are the only two alive. And then Tyler remembers that story that his friend told him about the woman who went to the key house and then turned into a vegetable and puts two and two together. That that's probably Aaron. And, and so, and they also know that Aaron was their dad's girlfriend. And so he might've told her where the key was. So with all that, they realize, oh, we better go warn her that this crazy woman Dodge is coming to get you. So that's why Kinsey went to her. And then, um, Aaron, this sequence was a little hard to believe where Aaron managed to tell Kinsey that Lucas was Dodge Mm -hmm. because suddenly she's more expressive than she's ever been saying Dodge. And somehow just by saying one word, she's able to somehow get Kinsey to pick up the picture of all the seven friends, which that picture is really popular. It seems to be everywhere. And then Kinsey starts, uh and Kinsey starts pointing at all the kids. Is this dodge is this like uh i don't know it just seemed a little bit a little bit of a stretch like it reminded me this is kind of horrible but how when um somebody would get stuck down in a well and lassie would go tell somebody just by barking (laughs) (laughs) i told you that's horrible but anyways uh so then she figures out that uh lucas is actually dot so that was a that was kind of a cool like uh almost like a hardy boys nancy drew sequence there Mm -hmm. And then let's see what else. Lucas found out from Aaron that Rendell hid the Omega key inside his own head. So now we know where the Omega key is. And I, I kind of had a feeling that might be the case that it was in someone's headspace uh, because, you know, they were talking about using the head key to find it. But then I thought it was pretty clever that Nina smashed that urn out of frustration of not being able to get it, bring Rendell back to life in the mending cabinet and there was the uh omega key because it was hidden in rendell's head that was kind of a um if elegant plot solution to that Mm -hmm. and uh so now we'll see lucas slash dodge trying to get it back and maybe tyler and kinsey using it or find out what they'll they'll do next and then for some mysteries that we still don't know the answer to, we don't know what's behind the black door or why Dodge wants to open it, why Dodge is evil and why she was trapped in the well. What What is the nature of Dodge, why she turns into Lucas and whether Lucas was always Dodge, um, why and how the keys were made is kind of a big one that I don't know if we'll find out anytime soon, but mm-hmm. hopefully eventually. Um, what happened with Rendell seemingly killing someone? Maybe that was Lucas with this identity key back then. Maybe he was bad. Um, why did all of that? Why did his friends drown? Why is Ellie being secretive and shelling, uh, sheltering Lucas? What's up with her? Like she's, she brought food over and she's seemingly trying to make amends with Nina, but she still has a lot to answer for. And uh, she hasn't. And when Nina says, have you ever had that experience in life where it just doesn't make any kind of sense and you're so angry about why things are the way they are? And Ellie says, yeah, I have. So it seems like she wants to be friendly, but she's sort of stuck in her situation. I I don't get the sense that she's just straight up evil. You know, she just seems kind of stuck to me. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then what 
why are Duncan's memories in jars is another one I thought of. I'm sure there's more than just those. Yeah, because if he can't remember anyway, um, I mean, if right. if he doesn't remember any of the magic that happens, you know, as far as the keys and um, what they can do, then why would it be important for those memories to be plucked out of his head? Yeah, and does Ellie remember the magic? We don't know that either. I don't know. I feel... <laughs> I feel like there's something about because I feel like she was in possession of a key. Mark Cho was in possession of a key that for some reason they mm-hmm. they I feel like it's either that or there was something that, that allowed them yeah that allowed them remember. to remember. I I, mm-hmm. I don't know what, but I just feel like there's something to it. And that and then that's like well the, I'm still questioning because I feel like we keep forgetting about Mark Cho. Why the hell did he kill himself? Was it so yeah. Dodge wouldn't come to him because she you know to get the. Um, information about the omega key i mean would he is that worth sacrificing himself for that you know um so is that why he did it because you know then it just left ellie and um aaron left to kind of piece that together um so i'm still confused about that i don't know what that or answer is yeah yeah why would he do that i mean ellie it was like if Rendell died, Mark knew to kill himself, but Ellie didn't do anything as far as we know. And right. Aaron is in the psychiatric ward. So I don't know. Yeah. I hope we find uh, out the answer to that. one. I don't too. know if maybe that was her protection is the fact that she's catatonic, but I mean, we can see that right. she's not, you know, completely, uh, I mean, she's still vulnerable because you can still use the head key on yeah. her. So, um, yeah, which is what happened. Exactly. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know that those were some really good points though. Hmm. Anything else you want to say about that? Nope. Um, well, my number two, we've talked a lot about it already, and that's, you, you know, just my main question is like, well, not main question, but at least for my number two, my main question is how in the heck did Aaron Voss get stuck in our own head? So I'm hoping we get, you know, an, an answer to that because it's kind of crazy how that happened. And, you know, I thought the same thing when, um, Dodge stuck the key in the back of her head and she's like, hmm, where's your other self at? That's odd. Um, mm, yeah. Did Dodge not know? Was I exactly. forgot. Was she surprised yeah, to she, see Aaron in there? Yeah. She was. So, it, so it's like, okay, so how did she get stuck in her own head? And then who Just did it? by accident, it? she locked herself in there. Gosh, you know, I have locked myself out of my own house before. And, you know, I mean, just thinking about like, you know, I feel like that would be something if it's I had the head key it's probably why I shouldn't be in possession of one because I would probably <laughs> somehow do that I would like you know how you like try to like a door that automatically locks when it shuts so you try to wedge something <laughs> in there to keep it from clicking shut I'm that person that knocks that little thing out of the door on accident somehow and the door shuts and I'm locked out or whatever um, mm-hmm. so I shouldn't be in any possession of something like that at all um, so you know, when we talk about how did Aaron Voss get stuck in her own head, did someone do do that to her? Um, so if someone did do that to her, because my first thought would have, oh, it would have been Dodge to have done that to her, because it seems kind of obvious. But she seemed surprised that, you know, Aaron's other self wasn't standing there by the door or waiting for her. Um, so I don't think that it was her. So, well, what happened? Um, did someone do it or was it some sort of accident? Um, why can't she get out? I guess you have to have the head key to get out. Um, and then if someone lets her out, will she go back to normal? Yeah, I think if you're in there and someone um, 
Oh, I don't know. I was going to say if you're in there and then someone takes the key out of your other self's head outside, then maybe you're stuck in there. Mm -hmm. But even this time she was banging on the door. Let me out. Let me out before the key was taken out of her other self's head. I mean, that sounds like torture. It's like, does she know what's happening on the outside? Like, can she, is she aware of at all of where she's at and what's wrong or like that people think that she's catatonic or is she aware of like what year it is or you know what would happen Mm -hmm. if she does get out will she i mean i feel like that might be its own form of torture and might in of itself drive her like legit crazy like people think that she's crazy but she's not she's stuck Mm -hmm. in her own head there's a reason of course it makes would make no sense to anyone who didn't believe or understand yeah, magic but if you told her yeah if you would... oh well this is why she's the way she is she's just locked in her own head uh, oh that makes perfect sense so of course um so but i feel like that wouldn't be enough to make anybody crazy if she w- did actually come out of her own head and she looks in a mirror and sees herself that she's aged you know 20 something years I know. um and all the all yeah, the years like, that she's missed you know <laughs> like when um she manages the older version of her that's paralyzed or almost paralyzed, it manages to say dodge is that her inside her own head, um, you know, sort of willing herself to say something or is there no connection between what's going on outside and what's going on inside? We don't really know. Right. So I don't know, kind of a big mystery there. I feel really bad for her. It sounds terrible. Um, you know, thinking about, being trapped there for for 20 something years and maybe that's why she was still like when um dodge used the head key on her um you know it's the door from matheson and the inside it's like the halls of you know school because i mean it kind of makes sense they were all in high school when all of this happened and um and i liked that her memories were all in those vhs (laughs) tape Mm -hmm. tape cases that that took me back (laughs) to a time long ago um so I don't know, just a, a big mystery there and uh, lots of questions as to, you know, how that happened and who did it and why would would they have done it to her? And I'm curious as to why Dodge showed up to Aaron and, and exposed herself to Aaron and did it as Dodge and not Lucas. Why is she Lucas with Ellie, but then she's Dodge or this female version of herself to Aaron? Yeah, why? Like, what I mean... Aside from making it this cool plot revelation that they're the same person in story, why would she change to this woman to deal with some people? Um, Maybe just for a a disguise. Maybe. So they don't know it's Lucas. Uh, Yeah. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Yep. Anyway, that's my number two. But I like the actor. I mean, it did look like a male version of her. Yeah. And they morphed the face. Yeah, and he also had this, uh, I mean, just his features are kind of sharp, and they both look like models, and um, they both put out this kind of ominous, uh, sinister, yet smug vibe. Yep. I think she's a little better, but he's pretty good, too. Yep. I would agree with that. Okay. What's your number one? Um, my number one, we already talked about, but I'll just do one of my notes. It's a little longer. So it's about Kinsey and her love triangle. And, uh, do you, I wondered if you still have the same feelings about Gabe. I still don't really trust him. I, I, 
It's not that I dislike him. I just don't trust him. Uh-huh. Yeah. I Yeah, and I, I can't say whether I trust him. I just think that he has a huge old crush on Kinsey, and he's love-struck. And um, he, like when, you know, they're talking about the keys and that Sam would probably be after those. And he says, I thought nobody else knew about him. And she says, that may be a story for another day. He's like, okay, no rush. Like he's really considerate with her. Although yeah, who knows? Maybe this will all turn around and it'll be some plot that we didn't know about. (laughs) Um, To me, from what we've seen and what we know right now, he seems just like a decent guy. Who's um, his biggest fault to me is that he will go along with, even Kinsey's darker impulses just because he's has such a big crush on her, you know, mm-hmm. but it's sort of innocent. But, uh, then Scott comes over and I was like, I, I was like, uh, you know, she almost got you guys killed. Aren't you, you're going to just let that go. And then I mean like, but then again, there was this huge event where they almost got killed by this crazy guy with a gun. And, but what really made me like that whole exchange between the two of them was that he brought mint chip ice cream instead of Rocky road. And she says, not Rocky road. And he goes, yeah, I thought just a little too soon, even for me. So he's easing his way into it, which I was glad, you know, and she seemed to respect that too. And, but you could tell that she, uh, she likes him better. Like when Gabe comes downstairs, she's immediately trying to put Scott at ease like, oh, he just came over to say hi. Why don't you come join us? You know, I, yeah. I feel like she really wants him, Scott, to come around. Yeah, I agree. And I think she is very remorseful about, you know, her, yeah. her behavior. Right. Which is important. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's not that I really dislike him. I just and, and maybe it's not fair, but I just really there's just something still about him that I don't feel um he's very trustworthy at this point. Mm-hmm. He seems Do you feel like there's something about him that hasn't come out yet kind of? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just feel like he's not as open um and he just seems to be holding something back. I feel I don't know, it's just a a gut thing, but it's, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm I'm always a little skeptical of of folks. That's just my nature of some folks that right. aren't very forthcoming. Um just like with Ellie. Maybe the, so maybe the character is actually innocent but the actor like killed somebody and so that's coming through in his performance. Possibly. And you're picking up on that? Maybe. I'm very perceptive <laughs> that way. No. <laughs> we should investigate. Yes, absolutely. Right after. We'll try to interview him and then we'll ask him. Yes. When's the last time you killed someone um, in their basement? Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I thought that was sweet though. Um, and I felt bad for poor, poor Scott uh, with one T. Um you know, he's kind of caught in this love triangle that he didn't quite know about. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was being very sweet. And it was, my heart fell a little bit for him when, you know, he, you could tell he was a little bit crushed when he sees Gabe coming down the steps. Because they weren't just like hanging out in the basement or hanging out somewhere in Key House. He was coming from upstairs, you know, from her room. So that, you know, puts a little bit more of a personal spin on it than just two friends mm-hmm. hanging out or whatever. So Yeah, and... And they were just hanging out as friends at that time, but they kissed before. So mm-hmm. there, there is something between Gabe and Kinsey that Scott might need to worry about. So if he's worried, he has reason to be. Yeah. Felt bad for potentially. him. So yeah, hopefully they get all that straightened out between all of them. Yeah. And 
high school love. Oh, yeah. Gosh, the day when boys are fighting over you, I just don't, I don't, that's, that was a long time ago. I don't really, <laughs> Anyway, that was a really good number one. Um, have anything Thanks. else you want to say? Nope. Um, well, my number one was actually the Omega key. And I think we've talked a lot about that. I don't know that I have anything um, that we haven't already said or that you've said mm. talking about it um, as I'm just looking over my notes. Um, I did, though, like the reveal, you know, when like you've talked about when after Nina smashes the urn and they find the Omega key. And that seems to be around the same time that uh, Kinsey you know, is telling Tyler, like, you know, about the discovery when she was talking with Aaron Voss and, you know, what if they're the same person? And then they find the Omega key and it was just like all this fun stuff, you know, all kind of coming together and clicking together was really fun. So um, I think we've talked a lot about that, but so all, I mean, the only other thing I can think of is we don't, all the keys have a magic power. As far as we know, the Omega key, the only thing it does is opens that door and we don't know what's behind it. Maybe right. there's more to it than that, but that's all we know. It's all we know. I'm sure we're going to find out, but um, that's all we know at the moment. But So since we've already kind of talked about that, I'll just kind of go into one of my notes. And that is why the heck didn't... Um, Kinsey and Tyler, all of that broken equipment from the sea caves. Why didn't they take that back with them and put them in the mending cabinet? Oh, yeah. Good idea. I wonder if you had like you went to the, um, you know, it's all salty and stuff. Would it be all shiny? Like if you went to the beach and your stuff was all dirty and sandy, could you stick it in there? I don't think it's a cleaning cabinet. It's just fixes stuff. If it was a cleaning yeah. cabinet and a mending cabinet, that <laughs> yeah. thing would be stuffed of all my laundry and my dishes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd jump in there. I would jump in there. I need a shower today. Heck yes. <laughs> Promise you'll let me out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes showering yeah, is such a chore. That. So that right. would be amazing to step in and step out of that thing. <laughs> um. Kind of like those sonic showers in Star Trek. Have you seen those when they? Uh, it's just like no water. They just yeah. It's just a sonic shower. Shower. Yeah. Need that like instant mm-hmm. hair washing. Yeah, it's just it's a pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> shaving. I wonder if in Star Trek they can yeah get a, like a haircut just by like teleporting the hair that they don't want off their head. Are you in need of that? Yes. <laughs> Supercuts is closed. <laughs> I I used to cut hair. So Oh really? Yeah. Got your anywhere key? Yes, I do, in fact. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right. Um do you have any other notes? Just a couple. I thought it was a nice touch that everyone was bringing food over to their house. And yeah. that was all about the small townness of it, which is maybe why I was making too much of that detective coming over. Maybe it was just small town concern. But I was wondering, where's Vincenzo with his lasagna? Come on. Exactly. That lasagna sounded amazing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was funny. They kept bringing it up. Um, I thought it was really funny when Dodge went to the psychiatric hospital and says to the receptionist, don't you look gorgeous today? I almost didn't recognize you. I'm like, that is a backhanded compliment. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but she didn't catch it. Nope. She was, she seemed like she was happy to hear it. 
And then last is that I noticed Kinsey said the same thing that I think you were saying last week that she's like, I should have grabbed Sam's gun when he dropped it in the woods. And that's exactly what you were saying. Mm-hmm. So you were right. Wait, can you say that one more time? <laughs> I'm, you were right. I'm going to cut that out and I'm going to put it on repeat <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> I never get tired of hearing that. Um, good notes. Um, Thanks. The only other one that we haven't um, already talked about and that I had was uh, I thought it was really cute. The little um, like abracadabra move that Nina did when she had put something in the um, oh, it was the book. She tore mm -hmm. the, the cover and some pages out of the book, put it in the mending cabinet, closed it and did like this little wave with their hands um and then opened it back up and was all excited that it had she wasn't crazy it was really put, fixing mm -hmm. things and putting things back together i just thought that was a fun little um you know i i think the actress like you had already mentioned earlier i was starting to think that already i think she's done a pretty good job with you know her acting and i feel like sometimes she doesn't always like i feel like she's trying to do some things in certain scenes and it's not quite effective but i think this um this episode she she did really really well um and how she's had to kind of go back and forth between being the sober nina and then in this episode the drunk nina um mm. was was pretty cool so i thought that was a fun little moment yeah i think she's i mean i i think she's really great and she's playing the part of this mom who you can tell is i mean another actress you might just think she was a horrible person because she's not there in, in the capacity that a mom needs to be for their kids and it's because she went through this tragedy but the way she's playing it you know you can tell that she cares and she's just really trying yeah. <laughs> and she's just got so much grief happening. I don't know. Also just, there's just little, um, little things that she does that just feel like things that real people do that add depth to something that otherwise might just be a, a flat reading of a line or something like that. I also really am more and more, I think they're all great. I'm, I'm really, I really like Connor Jessup too. The one that plays Tyler, mm -hmm. he has a really unique way about him, the way he, delivers his lines and just I don't know there's something about him that I think is really unique I can't quite put my finger on it but it's his mannerisms or something yeah I agree I think he does really well I, I hope to see him well not only in um you know more of lock and key but um you know in in other things as well I think he could mm -hmm. have a pretty good career um ahead of him as yeah. well as all the yeah. kids I think all the kids have done really They're great all good. yeah yeah uh -huh. so yeah cool anything else nope awesome well i think that um was a pretty good wrap up of this episode so far um <clears throat> so as far as news this week um I, I again like i always say probably not gonna have a whole lot of news until the end but we did get what is today today's wednesday um monday we got news that season two was greenlit Yay! Yeah. 
Um, and of course, Finally, yeah, that's the one piece of news we've been wanting to get. I know. I, I'm like, okay, I don't even care if I get anything else. This is what I kept looking <laughs> for, and I got it Monday, um, as did I'm sure my, many other folks. Um, so I, I posted it immediately and was really excited, and of course wanted to add it here as well for folks who maybe don't listen or uh, follow us on social media that it was greenlit. Of course, no date is announced. They very rarely Netflix will ever when they go ahead and greenlight another season of a show. They don't hardly ever really give you a date um, or anything like that. So we don't have a date. I would guess probably next year around this time is typically what they'll do, but you just never know. Mm. Um, so Especially with the coronavirus, it might push things back. Exactly, because all the, as far as I know, pretty much all the Netflix shows that were in production, like Stranger Things, that's a big one. Um, that was in February. Um, they were in production and I think filming and going through that process and then um, they got shut down and... Um, halted production so it got greenlit but who knows when they'll actually uh, we know that Carlton Cuse um, you know they were working on a script in case they got greenlit um, so at least that is progress but of course they're not gonna be able to put anything um, together for a while I'm sure so more to come but that was exciting I'm like gosh it took them long enough to finally I know <laughs> finally I kept hearing you know I was like worried that Oh, it's not as edgy as we thought it was going to be. Maybe people won't like it. There were some lukewarm to negative reviews, and I thought, mm -hmm. eh, maybe it's not going to be a big hit. But then I saw it, uh, Netflix now does this top 10 yeah. list that shows the most popular, and it was on there for a long time. It was. And then I just kept seeing it being referred to as one of, as as shows like have been watch. being canceled lately. Yeah. Y yeah, must watch, but also as one of its successes. Like, uh, I think there have been two or three Netflix shows canceled within the last week or so. Yes. And I saw Lock and Key mentioned as being one of the recent successes so i think it was perceived as a success and that got me more hopeful that there would actually be a season two but i wasn't sure so i was really glad to see that news yeah i think that they were they seem to always wait for the numbers to kind of come in and i don't know how long they take to gauge the numbers because i mean they they release everything at once so i don't know if they say okay we've released it this week we're going to let it ride for a month and see what it does or i don't know what their formula um for that is but um that's typically what they'll do is they'll kind of wait and see what those numbers are going to be before they decide to um go with another season or not um so yeah that was some really exciting news so that's that's what we have for this week um now we have our listener feedback portion um of the podcast so that's our listener responses um first one that we have this week is from david sk he says, I'm loving that we find out more about Dodge, but I'm already forgetting what else happened despite just watching yesterday. <laughs> He's an adult. He forgets you, the magic. You're growing up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he goes on, good call on the cabinet repairing what gets put in, and I enjoyed the mom trying to bring uh, Randall back. I had wondered what would happen if you put a person in but didn't remember he was in an urn. Great reveal then of the Omega Key. Looking forward to next week. Me too. Ooh. Lindsay Schlick says, I figured there was a connection between Lucas and Dodge because they look so similar, but I never realized they were the same person. So has Lucas slash Dodge been with Ellie this entire time? I mean, like I said, we saw Ellie going around into the well house saying Lucas. Mm -hmm. So I presumed because of that, that she wasn't with him until sometime after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but who knows? Uh, she goes on, I enjoyed the little touches of humor, Nina's magical arm waving in front of the cabinet. 
dodges key pun. I made a pun. Tyler pointing out to Kinsey that he was aware she makes reckless decisions. Uh, up until this episode, I haven't really felt one way or the other about Gabe, but something about this conversation with Kinsey gave me some weird vibes. Ooh, you're getting weird vibes too. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I might be missing something there. Is it maybe that alcohol lowers inhibitions, which kids slash teens naturally have less of anyway, making Nina more susceptible to finally, quote, seeing the magic? Will she lose it all again if she hopefully quits drinking? This end sequence, I get the concept of hiding a figurative key in your head, but the fact that they found the physical key in Rendell's ashes imply the key was somewhere in his body. Is this related to the scars on their chests? I mean, I think that's, um, you just chalk that up to magic that maybe like, that's kind of why I was sort of halfway joking about what if, uh, you know, Aaron, when she has her actual self in her head died and would she pop out of her ashes? But let's say you had like, uh, you know, Tyler threw some books in his headspace. Well, I presume that means that, that if he died, and was burnt up well they would probably just be burnt up too but if it was something that would could withstand fire like the omega key maybe it would actually still be there right just because of magic well they're magical though, you keys know? right they're not yeah so regular right keys. maybe it's just the fact that it's a key is why it was yeah but do, i i don't think that necessarily means there was an actually a physical key inside his body i just think that once he died and was burnt up that then it appeared there, came out of this other dimension or whatever, and appeared there. But that's pure conjecture. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not even going to begin to try to explain something like that. Um, we just have to kind of say, okay, that makes Go total sense. It, yeah. Yep, <laughs> try not to pick it apart. I guess. <clears throat> Doug Fix says, "Here's me doing my best Austin Powers impression. She's a man, baby." <laughs> You can tell I don't have a very good one, so that's the best I've got. Sorry. Anyway, he goes on. We all kind of knew Dodge was closer to the Rendell gang than what we were being shown. She, he is Lucas, and wait until Tyler finds out. (laughs) Adoy! So the detective can't figure out a clear murder scene, but can sense Nina is a recovering alcoholic on a relapse. Maybe I should switch to Jen to help me remember stuff, because Jack ain't doing shit for that. Quite the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Kudos to Tyler for using his noodle to time the low tide to access the sea caves. Fun fact, low and high tides are separated by six hours and 12 and a half minutes each day. And therefore, there are two high and two low tides in a lunar day. The more you know. Um, it, That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. See, Doug should be around for that as well. He could keep those kids um, safe. Um, it was sad seeing Nina's hope, then despair in trying to mend Rendell's ashes in the cabinet. Her talk with Kinsey was lovely, and I think we may be done with the Nina drinking arc. I don't think it helps with the story, only that she dropped the urn and the Omega key is found. Maybe, yeah, uh, I could see that. Yeah. Why did Lucas Dodge break Rufus's G.I. Joe? You don't mess with another dude's action <laughs> figures. Uncool. Both male and female dodges are dicks, but the female dodge delivers the nasty with much more panache. Way to peak in high school. Sick burn. Just a thought. As I am watching week to week, if you look at Dodge and Lucas's features, dark hair, eyes, complexion, and a slight cleft chin. Look at Gabe. Just saying. Mm. However, Gabe has a ring on his right index finger that I did not see on Lucas 
nor dodge. Heading for the home stretch. Thanks, guys, for helping break up the monotony of our shelter in place sentences. I hope you and all the Indeeders are doing well and looking after those in need during this crisis. Now, where did I put that gin? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Doug. Hope you and yours are safe um, as well. Yeah, it's rough when you're you forgot where you put the stuff that you want to take to help you remember stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maria Lawson says, what? Lucas from the old photo is actually Dodge. Was he always like in the memory where Rendell was beating him up? Was Rendell beating up Lucas? I, I, I need to go I back guess and that's watch what that. Saying. But I, yeah, yeah, it was never clear to me. Yeah. So if that's the case, then yeah, I agree. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Was Lucas ever even a real person or just a face dodge war to try to get close to the keys? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Ellie must know this, but that makes her just as complicit as Sam was in all of this. I wonder if the thing Joe saw before he called Nina was something with Lucas. Maybe he saw him now and having known him years ago, that would have been something crazy to see. Then Ellie killed him or Lucas did to keep the secret. That's a good guess. Mm-hmm. Hiding the key in his own head was pretty smart of Rendell. I wonder if they tried to do it with Voss, Aaron Voss, and something went wrong locking her in her own head. Or if Rendell did it to her on purpose because she knew where he hid the Omega key. That would be pretty evil if he did that. Mm-hmm. I'm anxiously awaiting the first two volumes of the comic from Amazon, but I probably won't get them until sometime next month with all the backups and delivery. At least there are a couple more episodes in the show to tide me over until then. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad that I didn't go back and read the comics before watching this because I'm being surprised by a lot of things that I think I might not have been. So mm-hmm. that's been good. Yeah, that's good. But I'm excited that people are excited to read the comics that didn't before. So it's fun to see folks are picking that up. That'll be something I would recommend for everyone. Um, You know, since we're all kind of stuck inside and looking for something new to read, I would highly recommend um, again, as I have before, um, get those comics. They're um, Mm -hmm. really good. Um, Pick Allen says, super solid episode interested what the actual dynamic between Ellie and Dodge Lucas is and how much Ellie really knows. I finished the comics, but that was so long ago. I don't remember. I remembered that Lucas was Dodge, but that was it. Also random, completely pointless gripe. Kinsey's earrings were throwing me off the whole episode. One big, one little. It was weird to me. Is that a thing? Um, (laughs) Peg, let me tell you, um, whenever I was, and I don't know if this is, because I feel like everything old comes back again, like 90s trends are kind of coming back, um, just like 80s trends always do. That was a big thing. And whenever I was in like middle school and high school, I would wear like one, like not big statement, but like a big dangly earring. Um, And then I would wear like a stud on the other side. That Hmm. was a thing. I thought I was like super cool and I totally rocked the look. I don't care what anybody says. Oh yeah, I was totally cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I saw a picture of you. Um, So there was a Facebook, well, there's this Facebook thing going around where you make a list of 10 things that most people like that you don't like. Mm Mm-hmm. You seen that? Yes. And I saw one from my friend's wife that said one of her entries was symmetry 
or no, somebody, one of her friends said, oh, you forgot a big one, symmetry. And um, she goes, oh, yeah, I hate symmetry. Wait, is that a thing that people like? And her friend said, yeah, most people do. And she goes, oh, to me, it's like nails on a chalkboard. I just thought that was kind of interesting. That is interesting. Moment, symmetry. Yeah, I've never heard of anyone <laughs> disliking symmetry. <laughs> it really bothers her, apparently. Well, that's okay. I'd, I'd love to have a conversation with her about that and kind of understand understand that. Right. That's I mean, she would like your high school earring look well i liked being um a trendsetter i liked being the first in my school to do nobody else in my school was doing that but after i did it then everyone was doing it that makes me sound really freaking conceited or something and i don't mean it that way <laughs> that that but yeah I, I was kind of prided myself on kind of mm-hmm. doing things like that that were a little bit different and then immediately when everyone else started doing it i stopped because then i didn't i didn't like being like everyone else being like everyone yeah. there was this one kid who was kind of a nerd he wore gl- heavy rimmed glasses and khakis and everything and then all of a sudden the next year he came to school in like black leather pants and a in a like a torn shirt and a big tall mohawk mm. and the word fuck tattooed to the side of his oh, head oh wow that was <laughs> so, a change something yeah he metamorphosed yeah metamorphosized interesting <laughs> and some interesting friends and that kid was me no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pictures or didn't happen <laughs> okay that's awesome that was some really great feedback we also have a couple of phone calls this week um one that we have is from our good friend greg hey Reman jason this is greg uh so you guys know what i'm calling about ray of fucking sunshine so I had a couple of issues with this episode, more so than other ones. Um, one, uh, could if Dodge can change his face into literally anything, uh, why choose the same two over and over again? Unless he's also gave that little sneaky son of a bitch. Bum, bum, bum. That's, that's my theory. Well, nobody likes my theory, but more like my what if. Um, so the, I was glad to see that uh, the bonding back between uh, Nina and and the kids. Uh, I know that she had, had a bit of a tough time, and that's that's rough. I'm hoping we're going to get some background on Lucas and Ellie, uh, like just maybe how he came to live in her house, um, and why again he's not just changing from one person to another to another. Does she know that he has the the identity change key or what there was something else i can't remember oh well all right well looking for the podcast and you guys have a good one bye <laughs> thanks greg is it really disheartening for you for the second podcast this week for you that people are agreeing more when seeing my side than 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 yours oh about gabe <laughs> yeah <laughs> no um cuz the walking dead i feel so invested in my perspective on that and it really ties into my core values as a person Mm -hmm. this one i don't really i'm not that invested i'm just like oh yeah maybe they're right that'll be interesting i mean i guess now i'll be embarrassed for not having picked it up but that's okay no it's okay i don't (laughs) i'm okay with it i think there is i think if if i'm right then um it's subtle you know i'm i don't think it's obvious so i don't I'm not sitting here going, oh my God, Jason, I can't believe you don't see that. Um, I think it's subtle. And, no, but you know, so. now you got me thinking though. Yeah. And, and it does sort of make me wonder why would they have this 
love triangle, would they do that just for its own sake to have, you know, a little story development? I could see that since we've always said this show's a bit Dawson Creek-ish, but then I am now starting to get suspicious that there's something more to it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we shall see, I hope. Um, Mm -hmm. Thanks, Greg. That was really great. Great voicemail as always. Um, Next one that we have is from our good friend, Steve Brown. This is the closest we'll get to attending our own funerals. <laughs> hey, you strange indeed. It's Steve. Uh, and uh, this is for Lock and Key, the uh, Ray of Ebbing Sunshine episode. Uh, these episodes are getting harder and harder to not not uh, press on. But uh, I didn't. I watched it twice and I, I didn't go on to the next one. I, I may later tonight. But uh, just a few things that uh, that caught my eye uh, I really liked that the writers obviously recognized that people were going to be all why didn't they check the tides and so Tyler right there on his app he's got the tide app uh, tide app get it on his phone um, I, I'm a little bothered by the whole throwaway line about the Parsons summer program like didn't we have like two or three episodes that were that this was a major subplot was was Kinsey drawing this bicycle and trying to get into this program and then mailing it and making a big deal out of it. And then all of a sudden we just get this kind of throwaway line by Gabe saying, oh, you got into Parsons. And she's like, mm. so um, I didn't, that bothered me a little bit. Uh, I don't mind all the teenage angst and, and romance stuff. I never watched Dawson's Creek. So uh, me neither. Tyler being the sensible one, Throughout this episode was was really great. It was nice to see him and Jackie get back together, although kind of quick. But you know, they're kids still. Same goes back to my previous comment, I guess. But uh, you know, I love him kind of comforting Kinsey there in the cave, telling her, you know, you didn't grab the poker because you were you were protecting Bodie. You didn't grab the gun because you were running out to protect Bodie. Everything you did was to protect. Bodie and I really like that because it just it just shows us that Tyler is recognizing these these things and that his sister really cares about uh, they these siblings care about each other. Okay, can't wait to hear what you guys thought. Talk to you later. You didn't watch Dawson's Creek, but did you watch Nine Hundred Two and No? Because I did. Oh hell yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> and Melrose um, about Place. the th- <clears throat> right about the throwaway line. Um, I noticed that too, and it was a little weird, but I think that was kind of the point that he's like, oh, I saw that you have achieved this goal that you was so important to you and you set your heart in. And she, she even said, yeah, yeah, I thought I would care more. And I think the point is either that, you know, because she took her fear out of her head, it's just kind of messing up all her priorities and values and everything. And or or else it could also be just all the crazy drama that's happening in her life right now is making her less focused on that. Mm -hmm. But it would be more interesting to me if it was the first one that she's just more manifestations of how messing with her head is changing her personality and her focus and all that. Yeah, I I think the first thing that you said probably has a lot to do with it. And then I think also just the combination of like it's getting pretty heavy like they just went through this traumatic experience of sam lesser breaking into their home and threatening them and Mm -hmm. you know pointing guns at them and stuff is also probably tied into that where she's kind of like that seems kind of like a small thing right now that my family and i just like we're dealing with the loss of our dad but now we're also dealing with the you know sam lesser coming back and you know 
just the fact that she said something like, I thought I would care too. Like she's curious about it. It makes me feel like it's more, it's more about the taking the fear out. Mm-hmm. Like she's just noticing, yeah, I'm different now, you know, kind of like that. Yeah. Trying to find that balance, what it, and, and the consequences of like removing an entire emotion mm-hmm. from your head and how that affects all of your yeah. other emotions and how you feel probably feels like a hormonal imbalance, which I can relate to. So, Oh yeah. <laughs> you got all those chemicals going crazy. Um, <laughs> moving on. Um, so that is all of our listener feedback for this week. Thank you everyone. Um, we've gotten such great Thanks consistent. Everybody. Yeah. Such great consistent feedback um, since we started. Cause here we are in episode eight going into the final two and everyone has been amazing by sticking with us and got some folks watching week by week. I love hearing that, um, that, you know, the struggle is real for everyone and not um, continuing mm-hmm. on to the next one. So thanks everyone for hanging in with us. Um, we appreciate you. Um, and like I said last week, what else have you got to do? Then watch the show and leave some feedback for us. Cause there's nothing else to do. <laughs> so <laughs> why not do that? Um, anyway, so with that being said, our next portion, um, is our comic talk portion. So, um, just a warning for everyone. If you don't want to hear anything about the comics, um, and then you might want to skip ahead a couple of minutes. Um, so I, you had just mentioned that, you know, it's been quite some time since you read the comics and a lot of this is still kind of fresh for you. Is there anything that, that you did recall or, or anything that stands out from the comic um, in regards to the show for this week? Mm, I mean, I remember vaguely learning that Dodge was actually Lucas and being kind of blown away by that. Whoa. And how they both had the thick eyebrows and they kind of looked like the female male version of each other. But uh, it, you know, what stands out is that you were right, which I thought you would be about the identity key kind of serving the same purpose as the gender key in the comics. Mm-hmm. And when I was listening to Steve Brown's or no, it was Greg, Greg Schwamm's call asking why has uh, Dodge not changed into anyone else? Why only these two? And so that's one way that maybe having the identity key actually makes it make less sense because in the comic, it just changed your gender, but you couldn't turn into anybody you wanted. So now that it's the identity key where it, at least if we believe Duncan's memory where somebody said, just think of who you want to look like, mm-hmm. um, then it makes less sense why they, Dodge doesn't, turn into anybody else right uh what else i think you know i've commented on this a lot but nina even nina drunk in the show isn't the same as in the comic where she was just like practically comatose and here in the show she's just really struggling but still showing her care and emotion in the best way that she can and um so it's pretty big contrast the two characters and I like the show one, but I mean, I'm starting to come around and sort of understand maybe why they made the show less uh, dark and gory. And it would have been fun to see that version, but this one sure has a lot of heart and I'm really enjoying it for what it is. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And then last, uh, I feel like the show is trying to cover 
uh, most of the whole story of the comics. Like, I don't think they're trying to cover all the details, but it seems like they're moving towards where the comics ended by the end of the first season. Am I wrong about that from what you can tell? So I still, even though um, being sheltered in place, have not yet finished all the comics because I've been doing some serious binging of the TV. Um, so that that's where my time has been spent. I have not yet finished, but from what I've read, from what you've what read. I've read some f- and reading online as well for people that have finished the comics, they have without spoiling anything for me. Um, I have read that, you know, it seems like where do they go if they're and this was before we knew about a season two, like if there's a season two, where are they going to go? Because it feels like they, they were kind of pushing forward into about where the comics ended, but at the same time, there's a lot that still hasn't been used. Like I, I thought yeah. I'd read that they were so, going to use so, the first two volumes of the the yeah the books, the source. So material. it does seem like this this that's kind of what I was saying that this season could end where the end of the comics ended based on where they are i think if i remember right but then yeah there would just be a lot of material in between that they could use later on yeah um so i don't know but uh, the last thing i would say is i i don't want to spoil anything because we don't like to talk about what's ahead of the show in the comics but i i'll just say that knowing what i know about the comics i would definitely say that tyler and kinsey should not open that door. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good advice. Um, yeah, I, I was thinking, at least as far as the show uh, this week and, and how it relates to the comics, Nina was definitely drinking way earlier in the comic. Um, she seemed to have fallen off the wagon way sooner, and, and she was not a great parent. And maybe we didn't see enough of that. Like if she quits drinking after this week, you know, after Kinsey talking to her and she, you know, realizes, yeah, that this was a mistake and I need to get back, you know, um, you know, back into sobriety, um, you know, maybe we won't see that, but they, they hinted that, you know, she goes from being, you know, kind of weird and goofy and then, you know, kind of goes down this slippery slope and then she's going to eventually get to where she can't get out of bed. And that's almost kind of where she was at in the comic. Like she was pretty useless yeah. as a parent. I feel like they're going to have her stop. Yeah. Because I think, you know, we've seen so many stories of addiction and alcoholism in TV and movies that yeah. I feel like they they don't just throw that stuff in over an extended period too much anymore because it's just... It's not pleasant, mm-hmm. and unless the story is really about that, then I could see them just kind of getting through it quickly. Right. Yeah. I don't think that it's going to be a major point in the show like it was um, in mm-hmm. in the comics. Like even with Iron Man, you know, in the comics, Tony Stark was an alcoholic, and uh, I know uh, Robert Downey Jr. wanted to play that. And they even flirted with it a little bit in the first movie where they showed him drinking a few times. But um, I think the Marvel guys put the kibosh on it. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. I was curious to see how they would have handled that, but they didn't <clears throat> want to do it. Um, and then, yeah, we we knew in the comics that, that Dodge was Lucas, but it, it was way earlier that it was exposed. Um, I believe it was in the second book um, that we see that and and like you said it was more of using the gender key where you see dodge 
um, in the comic looks like um, a male version of herself, like almost the exact same features, but just a little bit more um, masculine. Um, And, and, and this is pretty close to that. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. In the show. Absolutely. Yeah. And she was Lucas um, in, in the comic and, or well, whatever you want to call him, I guess. And, and causing a lot more havoc. I mean, we haven't, I mean, he's clearly causing havoc in the um, household, but he was way more ominous and way more evil. The things he was doing, um, going back and forth and changing between, um, you know, Dodge and Lucas um, than, than what we've seen so far. I don't know if we'll see more of that because there's still two more episodes, but we saw it a lot earlier in the comic than what we saw in the show. So just a few differences there and how they're kind of, t- you know, timing them out. Because um, like I said, it felt like they were using a lot of the material from the first two books. At least that was my understanding, reading things before the show even premiered. Because I was like, well, I wonder how they're going to do it, you know, and, and how, how they're planning it out because there's six six books um and then there's one season so are they going to cover the entire six books or are they going to just focus on maybe one you know um one book and try to spread it out and make six seasons or you know how are they going to work that and mm-hmm. it was or maybe they would just even do a completely new thing you know right. i could see the writers being excited because i know joe hill's involved mm-hmm. of doing something new yeah yeah, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they do wrap it up and if I can finally finish the friggin' comics because um, they are really good. I just haven't gotten back to them with everything um, mm-hmm. going on. But um, do you don't you feel like you might want to hold off on finishing it so you can wrap up the show first? I, I almost kind of do. I wonder if that's why I've kind of been hesitant to kind of finish them out um, because I'm like, well, you know, I, I almost kind of want to be surprised. You know, yeah, and see I think you should wait. Yeah, we don't have to know everything for comic talk. No, we don't. But yeah, it's it's <laughs> been fun though. The comics are really good. It's definitely not why I haven't finished them because they're really really well written and the art is really fantastic. And I'm excited mm-hmm. that they're going to do more. So, anyway, okay. Anything else you want to say about the comics? Mm-mm. Okay. So next week. Next week, we're covering episode nine, Echoes. Echo, which echo, echo. is like what, yeah, she was an echo mm-hmm. when we first met her. So maybe it'll be about Dodge slash Lucas. Maybe, although that's what. Maybe it'll be, maybe it'll be a flashback. Oh, I, I you know what? You know? Getting a flashback and maybe um, having all the kids, seeing all the kids like with, instead of just in a memory yeah. form, actually maybe getting some flashback of the kids would be kind of cool. Yeah, and that yeah, that title and it's the second to last episode and I feel like they've sort of set it up so we are going to find out what happened mm-hmm. with Rendell and his high school friends. So I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. If it's a big flashback episode. We'll see. I agree. It would be a good time and it would kind of help kind of fill in, you know, some of the dots, you know. Yeah. Connect those dots that were kind of missing connect a little them. bit. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Are you going to go watch right away? okay well we are really excited for you to follow us into key house but until then you can follow us on twitter at strange tcast you can like us on facebook at facebook.com slash stranger tcast and on instagram at strange underscore indeed underscore pod you can email us at stranger things cast pod at gmail.com and you can also find us on the tv time app and you can find strange indeed and a bunch of other great podcast at podcastica.com 
go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed on Apple Podcasts. That would be fantastic. And you can find all of Jason's podcasts on Podcastica, such as House Podcastica, which you're currently covering um, season three of Westworld. Yep. But I really want you to go listen to... (laughs) Our most recent Walking Dead <laughs> cast, and then send me an email saying you agree with me. <laughs> no, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, because no one's going to, apparently. <laughs> yeah, Westworld had, uh, you know, its third episode. It was actually my least favorite episode of the whole series so far, really? but it was still pretty good. So uh, that episode, that show is is pretty good show. Even when it's my least favorite episode, it's just as good or better than anything else on tv i guess i'm gonna have to listen and find out why it was your least favorite because <laughs> yeah i wouldn't say it was my favorite but i i enjoyed it i thought it was um well written well acted um and i i enjoyed it so i enjoyed I, it more after david and i podcasted about it mm, too which, which seemed a bit happens. melodramatic and a little predictable and mm. yeah but it was it was good okay well we'll have to have to find that out for myself but yeah um so yeah still gosh and and is it just one more episode of walking dead and because they yeah. can't they can't release the finale yet so you you'll, you'll be yeah. done for a little while yeah well one more episode next week they don't know when they're going to release the finale i imagine it could be months so we plan to do walking dead cast bi-weekly in the meantime and um we might do our wrap up crossover with the talking dead podcast in there, or we might wait until after that finale airs, but mm-hmm. we'll find a bunch of different stuff to cover. We might cover uh, kingdom, the Korean zombie show on Netflix. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've heard some, you seen that? No, but I've heard good things. I've heard people talk about it. So yeah. yeah. I saw just one episode and it was one of the middle ones, but it looked fantastic. It really? Looked really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. I'll, I'll check it out. Cool. All right. That is our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, I'm Rima. And I'm Jason. And David SK is strange indeed. <laughs>